Michiana's first, best, and only show dedicated to craft beer and drinking music. Cool brews, hot tunes. This is music to my beers. Music to my beers on Real Rock 103.9, The Bear. Good morning and welcome to Music to My Beers. Took the week off last week because of the Striker Liker Day. And we're back full swing this week with a brand new fresh. It's just like when you open up a bush latte. Zach Miller, Warren Cluck with you for a Music to My Beers. Good morning, Warren. Good morning. It feels good to be back in the studio and uh, we're excited for another day of Music to My Beers. We are going to recap Striker Liker Day and we have some other exciting stuff coming out because, man, we are in the heart of, uh, we're in the heart of it, man. Special release season. Yeah. It's like all the craft breweries got together like, all right, let's make sure around the holiday we squeeze everybody extra hard for those dollars. Yeah. So we've been saving up all summer long so that way we can spend all that high dollar stuff yay yay we had a lot going on with striker like your day at bare hands and once again thank you to everybody at bare hands brewery thank you to mossberg beverage marketing and thank you to you for coming in and uh picking up striker like your beer where we had striker like your day uh, about a week and a half ago it was a great day um the storms could have held out a little bit longer for us but it was just like a quick like blimp in the radar and then we we're on to having a good time did still you just say afternoon. blimp in the radar is it blip or blimp it's blip blip yeah see I don't, <laughs> remember the Halloween episode where I called the candy corn Bratches? Yeah. Yeah. Bratches, candy corn. There's a blimp in the radar. I'm not good with uh, sayings or pronunciations. So. We haven't even started uh, drinking yet. But one thing I will say, uh, the beer for Striker Liker Day at Bare Hands was excellent. Um, strong. Almost unnecessarily so. <laughs> I've had a couple of run-ins with Striker Liker since the day. And I can tell you this, man. It, it, packs, it packs a wallop. Uh, Bare Hands did it up with a double IPA that comes in at 9.4%. And the hot blood was incredible. It still had very much that same West Coast classic IPA bite to it. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I was looking at the hops that he used this time, Columbus and El Dorado and Centennial. And I and I looked at the can from last year because now I'm collecting them. So I have Striker Liker from last year. A can sits in my garage and now Striker Liker from this year. And you look at it and it's basically the same hop profile, just more. And from like our backstage tour and stuff we got to see that that they dry hopped it and um and also i mean it probably added i don't know how to make a double ipa but i'm assuming you add more malt into it to get more of the the alcohol content out of it which sits at a nine point nine point four percent then yeah it's uh it was an incredible beer and i i walked out of there with two cases of it i could tell you man because of the strength it's going to take me a long time it's going to take me probably through the winter to 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 get through that you're gonna you're gonna make it through the winter Possibly, yeah. <laughs> I don't think so. I'll I don't probably, think I'm going to make it through the winter. I don't think I'm going to make it through next week. Well, it was funny because I, I sat down uh, earlier this week on, on Wednesday. I was like, I got some cleaning to do, so I'll have a couple of beers. And, man, I had two striker likers to start out. Big mistake. Whew. One, it's a weekday, but two, I was, you know, <laughs> I was pretty fit after that. Like I was, I was good. I was golden. Yeah. So um, if you haven't picked up any yet, I believe they still might have a case or two at bare hands. And uh, and also, if you missed out on the limited edition striker liker T shirt, we are going to have them for sale for twenty bucks a pop coming up at the end of the month when uh, the bear does the ultimate tailgate. Yeah. Saturday, October thirtieth, as we welcome UNC to town. So if you've won tickets to the ultimate tailgate, you want to get your hands on a striker liker shirt. We have large, extra large, two X and three X available at twenty bucks a pop. And all the proceeds from that shirt go to charity. So, again, for a good cause. It's a great cause and uh, a great time. Great beer. Man, just um, just that entire day was gr- awesome. I mean, I had a, a really great time. I'm thankful to Bare Hands, too. Chris and the guys up there are always so um, hospitable and welcoming and 
it's just a really cool hangout. I'm like, can we do this every Friday? If year one was a single, year two was a double. I think for the good of the general public, we have to put the kibosh on making number three if we do it next year. <laughs> yeah. A triple. Like, maybe we could tone it down a little bit. But. <laughs> Make it a sessionable one. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, it was fun, though. We appreciate you coming out and, and supporting the cause and uh, helping us raise one to have a great time. Uh, we've got a big show on tap. We're moving into fall stout season. We have special releases. I know that uh, the 18th of this month, we have, uh, coming up this week, we have the, the Dark Lord tickets go on sale. Oh, thank you for the reminder because I needed that. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. I've got a reminder actually set on my phone, but we'll talk <laughs> about that as we get a little bit further into the show because uh, you and I go back and forth every year about Dark Lord Day, whether the price is getting more expensive or you're getting actually less beer. Which we always look forward to. We always have looked forward to the actual day in and of itself. It's kind of changed this year. Uh, again, I, I'm just going to go out and say that it's probably easier to do it this way, and we'll just blame COVID. Yeah, I do miss the classic Dark Lord Festival, and it felt to me like a lot of what you were paying, because it, it's always been an expensive day to participate in, mm-hmm. uh, just based on travel and hotel and merch and food, and, uh, and and you bring your haul, you trade. It's a great time. There was a, a ton of live music, death metal, awesome. A graveyard full of beers that yeah. just waits outside the gate for you as you're walking in, waiting to get inside. Yeah, and some of the best people-watching experiences you'll have in the Midwest were at Dark Lord Day, so <laughs> yes. it was it was a huge bummer last year when they announced that not only are they going to uh, do a pickup-only Dark Lord Day, but that the brew pub itself was closing down permanently. <sighs> and uh, this year, Dark Lord tickets go on sale this coming Tuesday at uh, 8 o'clock our time, 8 p.m., Oh, okay. I'll have to stay up past my bedtime. I know. Oof. And in years past, it was, I want to say, about 160 bucks, and you got four bottles of the Dark Lord plus mm-hmm. one variant, correct? That's how, you, that's how you remember it? That's how I remember it being last year, because we went and we picked ours up, and we did a little bit of a Facebook Live, and it'd be fun to go back and watch that video on our Facebook page, Music to My Beers, but... Um, I think I want to say we got four regulars, one variant. You got the two mm-hmm. variants because you actually ordered two orders worth of it. Yeah. And this year it's different where the price is the same. And you are correct because last year it was four bottles plus yeah. the variant. And it okay. hasn't been this year. Your 160 bucks will get you two bottles of 2021 Dark Lord, but then two of the barrel-aged Dark Lord variants. Mm. And if you're looking at it just from a purely what's it worth, um, a lot of people go, they get the variant, they say, holy cow, this is going to be worth a ton of money on the secondary market, so they'll flip the variant to pay for their entire Dark Lord day. Mm-hmm. Smart business, but some of those uh, variants, it, right after Dark Lord day, could go for two, three, four $400 a bottle. Oh, yeah. So do you think it's worth it now because it's the same price and you're getting less beer, but you're getting more valuable beers? I think so. Um, Because I remember the one year that I went to Dark Lord Day, the variants were not guaranteed. You got the scratch-off ticket that either said a yes or a no, and I actually had a yes. And Stryker was there with me. He goes, hey, man, do you have enough money to cover it? I was like, yeah, I'm good. It's Because it was 50 bucks for that variant. So if you take in value of that, two variants now being $50 a piece plus... I want to say the bottles of regular Dark Lord were $20 a pop. So really, I mean, it's it's $140 value based on old standards for $160, but they're guaranteeing you two variants and increasing your chances of getting one of those high-dollar bottles that you could then trade or, or sell. I think uh, it's a little disappointing because I liked the allotment of four regulars because you could hand yeah. out a couple to some friends or maybe you know somebody you, you owed a cool beer share to. That's true. 
the uh, I, I've never sold a variant or traded it. Like I kind of hang on to those. Those are my whalier beers in the cellar. Special occasions. Yeah, you bring I, those out for beer shares. And there's an odd satisfaction. Uh, by the way, this is music to my beers on Real Rock 103.9 The Bear. My name is Warren Cluck with Zach Miller as we pause for station identification. Sorry. No. Uh, <laughs> I like have I like having them in the basement. I like having them there because I'm like, you know what, man? If that special occasion rolls around, I've got the beer for it. Something they are doing this year a little bit differently also is, uh, so let's say that a random beer enthusiast, will call his name Zach, shells out 160 bucks, and he gets the two bottles of 2021 Dark Lord, and he gets the two variants. But then random customer Zach, beer enthusiast, has 160 more dollars. He has a choice. He can either get a second 2021 Dark Lord package, so two more bottles and two more variants. Okay. Or you can use that and get last year's. So you can get two bottles of 2020 and two of the barrel-aged variants from last year. For 160 bucks. So it'd be 320 all day. Oh, okay. But you get two of this year's. So you could, in a sense, do a vertical then, you know, if you wanted to do the last year's and this year's together. Yeah, and it is nice. And I know that every year up until last year, when Dark Lord Day at Three Floyds rolled around, those tickets go on sale and... The whole thing sold out an hour. And, oh, yeah. And you'd sit there, refresh your browser, and pray and hope that maybe something breaks up in the queue. I never got so lucky. You always, you and, and Ron would always get so lucky with that. Well, and last year, it was uh, same anticipation, but you and I got on. We bought our tickets immediately, and they were still for sale two or three days later. Yeah, yeah. So if you don't feel like staying up until 8 o'clock Eastern time uh, this coming Tuesday to get Dark Lord tickets, you can most likely probably wait until to pull until Wednesday. I'm still going to do it because I'm a sucker for the hype machine. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, I want to make sure that I actually get it, though, you know? I'm thinking I'm probably going to get two allotments. Okay. Um, I'm probably going to get one of this year's and mm-hmm. then one of last year's. That's That's a good idea. Yeah, then... I've given away two of my bottles from last year. I know that for a fact. I've drank so. a couple, and I've given away, I think, four. Well, your money bags last year, you had eight bottles of Dark Lord. <laughs> yeah, well. Dark Lord's one of those days, like, you know, your excitement with any release, especially when I'm out, like, at a concert yeah. or anywhere there's merchandise for sale, like a craft brewery, my excitement in the moment of, like, I got to have it, I got to have it. Then I get home, and I think, why did I do this? Why did you do this? Did you also get a Tin Tacker? Did you get a, anything yeah. else? Yeah, yeah, I got a Three Floyd's uh, Dark Lord Tin Tacker. So, um, That's cool. Yeah, it, it was. St- you and I went. We took the uh, Bear Force One. We had White Castle in a parking lot afterwards. It was so good. Still a fun road trip, but yeah. it, it's pretty disappointing. And you wonder if they're ever going to bring back Dark Lord Day to what it was. Which would be really great because then you get the bands, you get the experience, you get the coffee, you the get people watching. The people watching. <laughs> yeah, and, and it was fun. It was a lot of fun, uh, people watching, sharing the bottles, chasing down those limited taps they were doing with some guest taps. I know that the Crooked You guys had a uh, beer on tap over there once. Well, I got to say, it's probably a headache, though, too, for the staff and all the, if they pay people or volunteers or whoever's out there for Dark Lord Day. Because if you think about it, it's like us being in the, like, the event business, you've got, you've got weather to worry about, you've got actual staffing to worry about versus, you know, just having people load stuff into the car. And then you've also got the band. It, will the band make it? Cancellation, shows, you know, we're just kind of getting back to it. So I know on the Dark Lord Facebook page and a couple of Facebook groups, it's a hotly debated a lot of people think that they didn't make any money. They didn't make any money. That's why they're looking for an wow. excuse not to do it. There's no way that Three Floyds didn't absolutely cash in during Dark Lord Day. <laughs> they essentially invited 10,000 craft beer enthusiasts to come and leave their wallets with them and then just head back home. Exactly. Between the band merch and, and death metal bands, yeah, there's four or five of them. They don't cost anything to book. It's hmm. not like you're booking a major Grammy award-winning act. It's, you know, three, four, five, eight thousand dollars 5000 and you've got yourself uh, the better part of the bill. So... 
I've, I've never bought that, dude. Three Floyds makes money hand over fist that day. Mm-hmm. Same with Hammond and all the hotels around there and Chicagoland area that like buses people in. So and what reason do you have to go to Munster other than Three Floyds? Uh, it's school. You know, you know <laughs> go to well, Purdue, Cal, you may. <laughs> people also bring that up and say, well, there's it's terrible for the city. No, it's the best thing that ever happened to Munster. Three Floyds is the best thing that happened to that town because it gave people a reason to make it a stop. So I don't buy any of that. They didn't make any money. I think it's going to come back someday. But yeah, I think this pandemic's got to be completely all the way through before they do. Where we pair of beers and movies in a rating system where one is the absolute best movie you've ever had. So one beer to that movie or 12 being that that movie is an absolute drain pour and you probably don't need to watch it ever again. And you're, you're sad that you did and you're sad that you wasted 12 beers to watch that movie. It's a little thing we call the, the B movie. movie. And now a thinly veiled reason to talk about more alcohol. Let's take our beers to the movie with music to my beers B movie. It is October. So we're going to do scary movies all month long. And this week, in honor of the recently released Halloween Kills, Jason, uh, excuse me, Jason, Zach, whoops. That's, <laughs> that's, that's okay. That show's tomorrow. Yeah. No, that's, uh, that's a Freudian slip. That's cool. You, you picked Halloween. Yeah. The, the OG Halloween. 1978 with Michael Myers. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, I saw her. Um, she went as her mom on the runway. I didn't realize her mom was like a big actress in Psycho. Yeah. Had no idea. But uh, the movie actually, when it came yeah, out. Her dad was Tony Curtis. Another famous actor from back in the day, old timey fa- uh, actor. So really, she just like was spoon fed her entire life and got this gig. Whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> you might say she was born into it, like much the yeah. way your son's going to grow up and one day take a, a, a radio job somewhere. Probably, actually, I'm going to be He'll like, say no. As, just as my father and his father before him slapped on the headphones and broadcast, I'll do the same. I'm going to be like, you should have followed in your grandfather's footsteps and gone into the healthcare field. <laughs> oh, lucrative! I uh, know. No, this is the. So this was actually I didn't realize an independent film before it's a john carpenter and so she really i guess wouldn't have gotten the gig just because of who she was she probably had to try out for this one and and then she got it i don't know here i am in speculations but great movie nonetheless um it then caused what 12 150 150 different movies based on a slasher michael myers um what was it like i'm trying to think from the beginning her kid brother Gets locked up, and then he's in the state penitentiary. Mental patient who was committed to a sanitarium for murdering his babysitting teenage sister on Halloween night when he was six years old. Fifteen years later, Zach, he escapes and returns to his hometown where he stalks a female babysitter and her friends uh, while under pursuit of a psychologist. Hi. I, uh, I love this movie. Like, this is one of my favorite ones. Donald Pleasance is in it. Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, I want to say that the original Michael Myers actually came here and visited the stations the one time. Did you get that oh, autograph? Oh, yeah. He was in the building. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. How long have we been doing the show? Seriously. <laughs> um, but it's one of my all-time favorite Halloween movies, and I always have to watch it around this time just because, I mean, it's in the name. Um, do you want to go first? you want me to go first? You go ahead. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with... It's not my favorite Halloween movie, but it is a must in tradition. I'd say my favorite like movie to watch around this time of year would be Young Frankenstein with Gene Wilder, and that one still holds up. This one holds up as well, and I think it's even better than when they tried to remake it and remake it and remake it again. Um, you know, Rob Zombie did it, and then now they've just had this recent installment. And I would give it... I'm going to give it three of the Pumpkins from Southern Tier. And Pumpkin... It, 
Pumpkin, Pumpkin from Dogfish Head. Those are two of the more original pumpkin beers that I had. Okay. Shipyard's got a, another pumpkin one, but I would go with the Pumpkin, uh, three of those for uh, Halloween. That's what I'll put in there. All right. I'm going to give this, uh, I'm going to start off, and you're right. This, this was Jamie Lee Curtis's very first uh, acting role. And because it was such a big deal, she became like a scream queen after that. Just did a whole like a whole decade full of horror movies. Yeah. Um, uh, man, out of the big three, when you're a kid, and I grew up in the in the 80s and 90s, so like our favorites were Jason, Freddie, and Michael Myers. And oh, of the yeah. three, Michael Myers was my least favorite. I liked Freddie second best, and I really was a big Jason Voorhees fan. So this was the last uh, of those three movies, the the three franchises that I ever checked out. I was a little bit older, and it's it's a it's a good movie. I still I don't like Michael Myers that like I liked the Rob Zombie remakes pretty well, mm-hmm. but horror movies, man, there were when they were in the seventies and eighties, they didn't have a lot of money to make these movies. No, and you go back and watch them now, and you're like, geez, look like <laughs> student films, man. Did you see the budget for it? Yeah, it was uh, a couple of hundred thousand dollars. It was three hundred grand, and it went on to make seventy million dollars in nineteen seventy eight money at the box office. That's incredible. Yeah, so it, it was a huge deal, and that's why they continued to beat the drum and make as many sequels as they did. <laughs> But um, he's terrifying because he's expressionless the mm-hmm. entire time. It's the William Shatner mask that's been spray painted. I forgot about that. Was it like a Captain Kirk from Star Trek? Yeah, yeah, that was, yeah. They were light on money and effects. So they're like super low budget. Yeah, this is what they just went to the the Halloween store down the Spirit Halloween of 1978 and picked that up. Um, if you're a fan of horror, you need to have seen this movie. It's one of those movies that everybody who loves the genre, you've got to see it. Um, but like Friday the 13th and like Nightmare on Elm Street, the sequels peter out in quality almost instantly. Yeah. <laughs> By the time you get to the third one, you're like, what is, was this even legally released? <laughs> Who, what, why are we talking about witches now in the yeah. Michael Myers series? Yeah. I, you're like, ah, what? Urgh. I don't get it. But I'm going to give this, um, I'm going to give it one growler of Turtle Tamer from uh, the Crooked U. Ooh, that's a good one. One of my favorite IPAs, but also like that'll get me good and good and excited for the end of the movie yeah <laughs> you'll be feeling really good after 64 ounces yes sir so there's our b movie for this week the original halloween from 1978 worldwide we're like pitbull oh uh, it's, yeah it's cluck it's and zach fives yeah and uh and zach and i we, we have a burgeoning would you call it online empire you can you can listen to this show obviously every sunday from 10 to noon as you've just found it if you miss parts of the show you want to recap maybe a beer we were talking about or one of your friends were on and you want to hear their segment mm-hmm Zach podcasts the show every Monday afternoon, and you can find that wherever you get your free podcasts, uh, wherever, man. Yeah. Apple. Well, you do a great job on on Twitter, and in, and we also have our Instagram. I like this for little compliment Thursday. back and forth we got going on. Yeah, like, no, I you think do yeah, a good job, and you're like, I yeah. do a good job. Uh, we're also, the one of my favorite things, too, is the Facebook group, just because it's like a collective community of beer drinkers that, you know, you might find something somewhere else or... I think we've even got a listener out in uh, Virginia that will post some stuff up for Virginia Craft Beer Week. And so um, it, you basically can show us what you're having, rub it in our faces and be like, ha look at this haul. You guys can't get this great notion here. Um, or, you know, if it's just something that you haven't had in a really long time, share it and, um, you know, remind us that it's out there because like you just last segment reminded me about Turtle Tamer. I'm like, ah, could really go for, for some crooked you right now. And you're also, uh, we're on Instagram and Twitter. You can follow, just search Music to My Beers on any social media and you'll find us. Um, we're still, we're waiting because any day now, the Goose Island is going to be opening up the lottery for Prop Day, the, the raffle drawing for Prop Day, where you can enter your email address. And uh, when that happens, we'll be retweeting it from the Music to My Beers Twitter account. 
And also, we're on Instagram. And uh, if you if you checked out the Instagram post this week from Beer Shirt Thursday, you'll see my Devil's Trumpet shirt that I uh, permanently ruined. What? I How'd you do it? I spilled. I was trying to. This is going to sound sort of trashy, but I was sort. I was trying to fill up my vape, refill it as I was driving, <laughs> and it got away from me. So, like the biggest glob of vape juice ever landed on my shirt and ruined it. So, one of my favorite oh. shirts from one of my favorite breweries is now in the garbage. So, it was a thing of the past. Oh, it's I'm sorry. not the trash; it's been downgraded to like a lawn mowing shirt. Yeah, but I, I like it. I like, I like the devil trumpet shirt. It's, I like it's good, but that was it's a, OG. Not with a big brown vape stain on it. So, <laughs> follow us on social media. Be our buddies and follow Zach and I on Untapped. I am at Man Bear Cluck. You are at Dad Beers, and uh, we're all over on them internet. So we'll. This is where we break out the. Ooh, you hear that? Yeah, it's a bit fizzy. It's nitro. Ooh, it's got a nice creamy head. I can already tell. Here, I'm going to pass you a glass. So, uh, Zach, you have brought the uh, the beer for the split one segment this week. Why don't you tell the class what we're drinking? This is one that I don't believe I've had ever. And, yeah, you can pour hard, super hard, because it's a nitro beer Look from... How creamy that head is. I know, from Southern Tier. Um, it is their limited edition cold brew coffee pumpkin nitro. And I was curious because... I'm a big fan of pumpkin, and I typically hold on to my pumpkin until about Thanksgiving. But um, with this one, I was curious because it's got the cold brew additions. It smells a little bit like pumpkin and a stout, almost like a PSL. So it's super basic. Um, clocks in at 8.6%. So it's a heavy hitter. Not quite striker-liker, but uh, it's still up there. And it says that it's an ale made with natural pumpkin and coffee flavors added. I'm a, I'm a big coffee enthusiast, but I typically drink my coffee black, and I yeah. still... My wife's explained it to me nine times. I don't understand what cold brew coffee is, and I don't understand what the taste difference is. Like, why is this cold brew coffee pumpkin nitro? Why couldn't they just use regular coffee? Like, what's the flavor difference? Do you know? I, I think it's the concentration level. When it comes from... When the, you cold brew coffee, you let it sit much like a, an iced tea, but even that, I mean, I've... I, brew iced tea and then you know it's super hot and then you pour it over ice and you add the water and stuff like that but what i think it does is when it when coffee beans like round up sit in the water it becomes a highly concentrated coffee um i don't know if it has that much more caffeine or what i couldn't tell you that but i know that typically when you get cold brew coffee if you don't have anything added in it 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 tastes like a really um bitter but smooth cup of coffee if that makes sense like it's like a bold cup that's also smooth and easily drink it drinkable do you still do french press i don't anymore no why not we just do the the little pour over thing i don't know i don't have time for that in the morning in the studio it's like we have our one coffee maker much like you have outside the studio and we just i grind up the trader joe's coffee beans and just pour those in and wow trader joe's can't hide money i guess i i thought 12.99 for a big 32 ounce thing of beans just oh I drink whatever's on sale at Kroger that week. Oh, yeah. You go for yeah, private, Zach, private Zach, selection? Zach used to parade around the office with his French press. Oh, man. That was the best thing. It was that the AeroPress, which took... It was almost like a miniature shot of uh, espresso. So what you do is you do Americana style, where you've got the press, and then it, you, you press it down. You have a little bit of coffee show up in the cup, and then you put hot water over that and kind of balance it out. Oh, it was so good. I won't ever add butter to my coffee anymore. Yeah, you were doing that with keto. You're a weird guy, yeah, Zach. Yeah, I know. I, I, like, I go with the latest trends. I was doing keto three, four years ago before it was ever cool. How now, long ago did you do CrossFit? Uh, <laughs> well, let me tell you about the time I did oh, CrossFit. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's drink this beer already. Yeah. We've had enough time talking about it. Um, it smells delicious. Mm. 
I, I get the coffee in the nose and a little bit there in the bitterness. You forget, and there, I don't drink enough nitro beers to be reminded, but man, nitro is smooth. Oh, so good. Yeah, yeah. you mentioned putting butter in your coffee. Uh, the coffee, this is buttery smooth beer. Mm-hmm. It just sits nice on the tongue. It's very pillowy. Um, and then also, I I'm, can kind of I'm getting toast. more coffee than pumpkin. Yeah, I definitely do. I get Which is good for me because I, I am a big hater of pumpkin beers. Like I think most of it's trash. I'll drink a couple every season just to see if maybe this is the year that my, my palate has changed. But I I know you're a big stand for pumpkin beers, but man. I, I like finding I just like trying them, and then I'll, I just want one pumpkin beer, and then I'll throw it away and or throw out the rest or give away the rest because once you've had one, then it's – Okay, I don't need the whole six pack, um, but no, I do. I, I like the pumpkin aspect of this, but I also like the coffee because there's that bitterness, and you don't get that a whole lot with pumpkin beers. It's typically like forward cinnamon, forward nutmeg. Oh, and by the way, we threw in a little bit of pumpkin in the mash tun. But I think the reason I don't like and we've talked about it on the show as the season rolls around every year, but you know we've been doing this what five or six years now. Is that in my brain when I see pumpkin beer, my my taste buds, I'm thinking pumpkin spice latte, mm-hmm. not the actual taste of a pumpkin. Right. Yeah, that gourd. Yeah. Because like, <laughs> if you just threw it out, like, who wants a squash beer or squash ale? Like, anybody want that trash? Mm, no, no. But uh, this is pretty good. And and I like, because I'm not a big pumpkin fan, the fact that the, the coffee's in there and it's up front and the nitro smooths everything out. This is actually really sippable. What did you say the ABV was on this? 8.6. I can't even tell there's heat there. No, that that tastes really good. You yeah. know what? You know what I always go back to as a pumpkin beer that I know that we really liked was the um, it was the funky pumpkin one from I want to say it was like Boulevard or somebody made a pumpkin sour ale that was really good when we did a pumpkin show. It was like maybe five or six years ago. Funky Buddha, maybe might have been Funky Buddha. Yeah, but it was like it kind of had a sour or even like saison. Yeah. Uh, hint to it and then they added pumpkin and they added some of the spices but you mostly got the sour and the gourd flavor hmm. well there it is the southern tier limited Ooh. edition cold brew coffee pumpkin nitro imperial pumpkin ale available at your finest bottle shops nearby this is the part of the show where we break down our staff picks i chip in three zach chips in three and we do not give you a 15 percent mixer six or discount but could be beers we're after could be beers we're hyped to have and it could be uh beers we think are trash I'll go first. Uh, you go first? Okay, go for it. Uh, the first one I'm going to throw in is a beer that you actually gave me, and I forgot because you get a little bit lazy in your sh- in your shopping sometimes, mm-hmm. and I have a tendency to stay away from the import section of a lot of bottle shops just because all the names are weird and the packaging's funny. And the sh- Belgian one? Generally, the Oktoberfest you gave me from uh, Polliner. Oh, so good. Yeah, yeah I, it had been. I think the last time I had that beer, I was at a uh, an ale hall or a big German hall in uh, Milwaukee, like four years ago. Holy cow! Yeah, so it had, been, it had been a long time. But Zach brought over the the Polliner, and it came with a big, huge Oktoberfest mug. And I finally sat down, crushed it on Wednesday, ice cold, man. That was great. Oh, it's it's incredible. And from what I heard too, when I I purchased those um, at the local bottle shop, the guy said this this is the beer that they're drinking over there for the Oktoberfest. Yeah, it the was main one. home run, man, and uh, it's a good reminder for me to go check out and spend a little time in the import section at Citywide and think, 
all right, what what do I really got here? Yeah. You get caught up in the sexy, hazy, you know, <laughs> Berliner Weiss fruited beers, and then you forget about the classic OG uh, four-ingredient beers that sort of made the hobby what it was. Oh, man. The next one I'm going to throw in is one that, that I got from uh, a friend, Cinnamon Vanilla Cocoa KBS. How's that? I'm curious. It's really good. It's really good. And I do get nervous when a stout says we have two, three, four things going on here, whether or mm-hmm. not you're going to be able to pick up on it. And you get the cinnamon uh almost immediately you get the vanilla in the middle and the the cocoa's very slight very fine on the end and Ooh. yeah i thought all three flavors were pronounced i, I like the kbs variants i like the, the direction they're taking it because when this show first started cbs was just a whisper we only heard about the beer and kbs if you were able to get two bottles or four pack you were a lucky that was a big haul that year. <laughs> so the fact that it's all over the place and the next one i'm gonna throw in is a beer that surprised me i got this one from old man ernie I didn't like the first beer in this series at all, again, because it's European, but uh, Iron Maiden released their own British ale, man, five, six years ago, and that's been more or less the same one they've had, but they've just started mixing it up, and he gave me a bottle of their Trooper IPA. How is it? Oh, amazing. Really? It was fantastic. Uh, In the last 30 days between Striker Liker and this this Trooper IPA, I've I've had two fantastic beers that that I tell other people about, but... One, Eddie's on the front. It's got the Union Jack artwork, classic Iron Maiden. If you're a fan, it's always fun to get one of these bottles and put it on a shelf. But for an IPA, I mean, it was hoppy. It was bitey. It was it was smooth on the finish. I loved it, dude. If you get a chance to pick it up, it's it was pretty great. I was curious because um, when I last had the original uh, ESB, I think it was, that they had, yep. I, I was not a big fan. I mean, I know that it's like it's the English style. It's true to the style and all that stuff. But I just... Uh, it, for me, it was like, ah, it's cool that a band actually got that, and I know that they're one of the originals, but yeah, I'm I'm okay. And it's a session, so you can kind of just crush it and crush it and crush it. Four point three, nice, Tasty. okay. You got that's your three. Now for you, my now my you three. The floor is yours, Miller. Um, one that uh, you know, I happened to get a year in beer at Bear Hands, um, which I'm quite excited about. I'm going to pick up a growler here <laughs> this weekend, but I'm going to go get Mail Order Bride. I think for uh, the first growler fill, I love mail order. You're really going to make them pay for that, aren't you? <laughs> I want a growler, the most expensive thing you got the every Russian. time I come in. Yeah, the Russian Imperial Stout is so good, and then they do the variations, and I know that we can look forward to that around the holidays. So um, I think that's going to be my first beer that I'm going to throw in. And if you have not had mail order bride, you're missing out, and you should go to Bare Hands and check that one out. The other one that I'm going to throw in is one that I. You were mentioned earlier in the show about how when you check into beers on Untapped, it's like, oh, the ones that only you can get, and everybody else, ah, sorry, yeah, I got this one. Oh, I'm not a you purist. I totally one. use it to flex on friends. <laughs> so I'm going to flex with uh, some Petoskey Brewing uh, Juicy. I'm going up there um, in a couple of days, and so I'll be drinking some of that stuff. And uh, I just, I don't know what it is about. Maybe it's the location, but I think that they put out a solid beer every single year. You might be able to get uh, some juicy down at uh, the State Line Liquor Store in Edwardsburg. I've seen it in Niles. Okay. But so it comes not, that not, far all the south. T- not all the time, but it does make an appearance here. It just doesn't come over the border. Yeah. So everybody in Indiana, sorry, you're going to have to travel north to get that. Um, and Pigeon Hills is another one of my favorites that are up in that neck of the woods. Dude, Pigeon Hills OCP, I really enjoy. It's the oatmeal cream pie yeah. beer. And it's, is that Muskegon area? Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. I, I love when you bring that stuff back. So maybe I'll pick some of that up too. There you go. Know. Um, but last but not least, for a pumpkin beer I'll throw in this week, I'm going to throw in the Schlafly Pumpkin Ale because to me, that one has the most pumpkin pie-like qualities where you get that 
that warm bite of the pumpkin pie that plus the whipped cream. Yeah, the nutmeg okay. and cinnamon and allspice and all that stuff. And then you also get this really nice creamy flavor on it as well. So it's almost like the whipped cream on top of that pumpkin pie, which is the only way to eat pumpkin pie. Don't even throw ice cream at me and don't make me eat it plain. Miller, there you go. Miller Hot take. spoken. Microphone <laughs> drops. We'll pick it up here. We've got some more music to my beers on the way here. Real Rock 1039, The Bear. They've asked me to stop singing the call letters. You, you make your own jingle package now. Yeah, I tried, dude. It's a little <laughs> rant, but I'm, I'm going to keep doing it. Um, one thing that has been lacking in this last month of beer drinking is the temperature. And I don't mean like lacking in uh, low temperatures. Or no, I do mean lacking in low temperatures. I don't mean lacking in high temperatures. It's like... Where's our fall beer drinking weather coming? Where? When can we start breaking out the fire pits and the fireplaces? And it's taking a fall this weekend, but I, remember, I think last Sunday was a record for that late in the year as far as the heat goes. Was it ninety? I don't know. Yeah, it was. It was definitely warm, but uh, I, it is going to be nice. And, and you know, your lawn mowing beers are starting to give way to your snow shoveling beers. Yeah, I gotta still mow the lawn for one more time this season. I feel like. <laughs> I know, dude. I don't want to, but I'm like. Eh. Mm. The neighbors are going to start talking like, that man, he must be a shut-in. He doesn't mow his lawn anymore. <laughs> the one thing I like about this this time of year, too, is when you come home from uh, from the bottle shop or maybe you've been to a release or whatever, you can just ditch your beer in the garage, mm-hmm. and it stays a perfect stout temperature out there. Mm-hmm. Anything you want to shell, this is the perfect temperature to do that. And then, you know, as winter comes and maybe you want to stick it down in the basement and whatnot, move it to, move it to the special corner. Do you have a special corner? You I can, do. Hey, you just redid your basement. Do you still have a cellar down there? I do. I actually have a better cellar down there than I did before because now there's insulation. So before I was just going with the elements. Basically, it was a, a basement with just the concrete floor, brick walls, and now we've actually got some insulation built around some rooms. And I'm I'm thinking this winter my beer will actually stay at constant temperature where I keep it. So, you know, under under the bathroom sink is where I'm going right now. <laughs> Really? I'm, no, I know the look on your face. No, I'm like man, that's <laughs> awesome, but also really low rent. My wife, she gave me. I, I was thinking this is going to be like a man cave type basement. We've got the TV down there. We've got a, a workout bike. We've also got um, the couch and a, a cool hangout. I want to put kind of a a bar stool bar area down there. But my one area, the only thing that my wife has given me in the basement is a uh, man corner. So I've got shelves with my man beer corner. <laughs> It's shelves with my beer glasses. There's like a, a beer cap ticker tacker on the side, and then there's um, the uh, the bottle opener. On Is there the at side least the a seat? There's no seat. No. No. So what, do you just stand in man corner and have your beer? If I want, if I want to be in man corner, I just have to stand there. Um, I can go sit on the couch with the kids and my wife when we're watching movies and stuff after I visited man corner, or I'll go pass out on the couch after man corner has been done. You know it's what? a really, really sad situation no, right now. You no, know hey, you know what it is? You got young kids. You've got other priorities right now. But that's it's hard doing work in my basement now as I get as the cold weather has forced me inside and actually have to move around and do stuff now in the basement. But it's funny because I'll be sitting there working, looking across the basement at my beer cellar and thinking, mm-hmm. I should really just call it a day, maybe <laughs> uh, have a couple. But Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that that usually turns into you're working and you're like, you know what? I could this job would be a lot better if I'm drinking while I'm doing the job. But then after you have the the one beer, then it's like, yeah, you know what? I think I'm just gonna call it a night. Hey, have more. I've also learned that you know what? You don't have a, too many beers when you're doing things like building a wall, measuring drywall. Oh no! But when you're sanding drywall, you can have all the beers you want, man. That's great. <laughs> I'm just like, well, I'm gonna move my hand. Just the other one holds the beer, and that's how it works out. So, when are you projecting your basement to be done? 
I need to have the the office finished by uh, by the time we come off a of winter break. Okay. So, so furnished and everything. So we're gonna take a good two weeks off there around Christmas time. Yeah. And you'll have that done there. I'd I'd honestly like to have it done before then, so I could have some other things to do on mm-hmm. on Christmas break. But like, it would be nice to just sit down there, have a beer, look at my handiwork, and think, you know what? I'm I'm half a man. You yeah. know what? My dad was wrong about me. I'm going to be a man. <laughs> You're more than a man than me. I'm just like, uh, I'll I'll fork over the money and just. Oh, I ask myself every time it. I go down there, I'm like, is it really worth my time? And then I think I don't have anything to do. I yeah. may as well just do this. <laughs> drink Good some, on you. Yeah, drink some beer while I'm doing it. But it's funny because I've been looking at that corner, and it's sort of like a, a basement alcove. Like there's just a little three wall area that's off in the corner that doesn't get a lot of light. It's mm-hmm. really really cold, and um, I'm I'm trying to think as I'm progressing through the construction, how I can make this without bringing electricity and fans into the fold, how I can insulate that corner better and kind of give it a door and make it its own quiet beer cellar. Oh, okay. Cause you wouldn't need electricity in there. You no, need any kinda... no, I've got a couple, I've got a couple of geez months, six, eight, 10 months now before the project's going to be headed down the home stretch where I can look at that and think, how do I want to engineer this to be the the best use of that space with regards mm-hmm. to storing beer? So I have been looking at a lot of projects on the internet. People, uh, the way people keep their beers, man. Some people invest a lot of time and money. And some people are like, I'll just put a towel over it and stick it down <laughs> by the dryer and hope that it, you know it's fine. That's kind of how I've always done it. Yeah, I'll just throw a little sack, or I've put it up in our old uh, cabinets that we had down there. I remember the first four pack of KBS I got that I wanted to save, and this is going back six seven eight years now when it used to be hard to get kbs yeah yeah but i finally got some and i didn't know anything about storing beer so i just put it all i knew was no light i didn't know anything about temperature i just knew no light no light so i put it in my closet with my shoes on the main floor of the house uh-huh you know where it could get hot and it could get <laughs> cold and uh, i eventually realized like oh you want to keep it a constant steady like 53 55 degrees ish so the basements are best well maybe in on craigslist we could find some old uh gas station coolers and then be able to program the exact temperature and have that be your cellar my brother-in-law took a refrigerator and reconfigured it so it's a constant 55 and oh, just, that's awesome yeah it's like a big empty refrigerator that only holds stouts <laughs> then he gave up beer and switched to weed but that's another show altogether oh um, weed for my music to my weed coming up you know we're expanding into michigan with a weed show right. we'll uh, we'll hit you with that the details where you can find that next <laughs> all right okay got a couple of things coming up some releases to look forward to and also some events as well um one i know that we've got a uh, thank um, the Michiana Festival of Beers again for holding a, a beer festival for us yesterday. And if you'd like more information uh, about next year's happenings, just keep in touch with festivalofbeers.us. Yeah, so if you made it out there, good on you for uh, uh, trying all those beers. And if you really made it out there yesterday, then you're not listening to this right now. So no, extra no, you're good sl- on you. sleeping that off. Yeah. yeah. Um, and also, too, uh, you know, again, for Striker Like a Day, thanks for coming out for that. And um, Chesterton Booze Crawl is happening over in the uh, Chesterton area this coming Saturday. And it looks it looks pretty good. There's wine, there's beer. It's all that good stuff out that way. Chesterton, uh, bit of a haul. Bit of a haul, but uh, that's where the Main Street Tap House is. And, and yeah, you can go out there and, and have a little pub crawl, make it a day date or make it an afternoon or spend the night out there in Chesterton. 
since it's such a big haul Uh, the other thing that is coming up here in not this coming weekend but the following weekend we've got the bears ultimate tailgate and i know that you've got the information on that right with where you can get tickets and what it's going to be yeah whenever we're out and about between now and the 30th when unc comes to town it is a night game so our tailgate will be between two and six but we have ice cold bood light Oh, man, that's uh, going to be so good. All you could drink, and then, uh, well, I shouldn't legally say all you could drink. You'll have mm. a couple. <laughs> you'll be responsible, and you'll love it. You get two, and then, right? Yeah, and then uh, if you want to buy a Striker Liker shirt because you didn't make out to Striker Liker Day at Bare Hands a couple of weeks ago, we will have those on sale for 20 bucks a pop. And all profits from those shirts go to benefit the South Bend Center for the Homeless and the Faith Mission of Elkhart. So two great causes. Yeah. So check that out uh, online at 1039thebear.com. And find us on Facebook. I think that'll do it for today's show. That's all we got, buddy. Feeling this nitro coffee pumpkin now. Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, man, it's that's pretty delicious. Yeah. Uh, that's going to do it for this week of Music to Buy Beers. We appreciate your time and your patience, most certainly. But we'll see you back here next week. Same bad time, same bad channel. Cheers. It's Music to My Beers. On 103.9 The Beer. I mean, Bear. Podcasts by Federated Media.